everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Jen Bell's Marketing Show. My name is Jen, and of course, featuring on this show with me is Chelsea Snide. Hello. Hey, Charles, how you doing? I am good, Jen. I'm so good because I've moved into another locale in yeah, the house in look- aircon, so I might not be as glowy slash sweaty this um, recording, <laughs> which is wonderful for the viewers yep, and yep. also um, just for me. <laughs> I appreciate the lack of sweat on you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for making the effort for everybody. Um, so uh, today's episode is going to be about marketing fails. But before we jump into that topic, we have to talk about our sponsor of the episode. Chelsea, do you want to introduce our sponsor? Our sponsor, again, is Gold Coast Glow, my baby, my little e-com biz I have, which is fake tan but it's a bit different because it's fake tan water it's clear so you don't stain your white sheets your white linens maybe your wedding dress if that's coming up so go check out gcglow.com.au if you're interested in a beautiful natural glow inspired by the gold coast can i ask a question about it because as someone who does who does not does not tan uh what is the difference between tanning water and just a tanning uh like cream or the lotions you know the normal the typical ones so Jen, you have a few options when it comes to fake tan. Yeah. You have uh, foams, creams, gels, and they all have a, what's known as a color guide, which is the brown stuff that comes out and you know where you're putting it on and you kind of have this instant fear that you're going to turn out to be like way darker than you expect. <laughs> but it's a color guide. But then tanning water basically takes out that color guide because it doesn't make you tan. It's just for people to know it's on there. So it takes that out, so you can basically wear it at the start of your day. And you don't have to worry about. Oh, that's smart. Really intense. Mm. That's so Jen, smart. Jen, I'm smart. I'm really? a smart gal. Of that's course. why I'm here with you. So yeah, I was going to say it's why you're here. That's why I thought, you know what? I need a smart girl <laughs> to come on my show, Chelsea. That's the smartest girl I know because she has tanning exactly. water. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I legitimately didn't actually know what the difference was, so that's why I asked the question. It wasn't even part of your your spawn moment. There you go. <laughs> you can't drink it. That's oh, good one question I get quite a bit. If you drink tanning water, don't. Are, are you kidding? And if you do, don't don't tell me about it because I don't want to deal with that indemnity. <laughs> do people actually ask you if they can drink it? Really? Is that an FAQ on your website? Uh, look, it should be. I reckon I get a lot of hits on Google. <laughs> All right, so the topic of the day, like I mentioned, is going to be about marketing fails. So what Chelsea and I thought we would do is instead of going straight into our own marketing fails, that we might... There's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. Let's let's not list out every single one. We'll just list out the, the first couple. But what we thought we would do is like explore maybe some of the ones that are uh, more more that have happened out in the world by um, probably much bigger marketers than ourselves, marketing agencies. See what they did. We're going to like react to those, and then we're going to go into our own marketing fails and what lessons we learnt from those. So I am going to share my screen. It's really fun to look at big marketing campaigns that have failed, especially because we think they should know better. But the no. reality is everyone has fails and it's actually more likely to have fails the bigger the agency or the group working on it because everyone is usually independently working on something and mm. they're not always stepping back and looking at the whole picture and going, hang on, 
<laughs> so true. You get so like in the middle of it. So this yeah. article, Chels, I found during the week. It was um, came out earlier this year, twenty twenty. So it's twenty of the biggest marketing fails of all time and why they suck. So this author is um, love pretty, that title. Pretty passionate. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the ones that I'm bummed about, which is the first one, is down. So that sucks, but it was that Pepsi Kendall Jenner TV spot. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. If, if anyone's a Kardashian fan, it was all on Keeping Up With Their Kardashians. They had it all over Instagram. Everyone knows it because it was just everywhere. What frustrated me a bit with that campaign is so much of the blame went on Kendall and uh, not too much went on the brand. I mean, we all just saw her dragged through the mud for it. Yes, actors and actresses and Instagram stars and social media reality stars should review the work they're given. But I mean, come on, you're asking them to operate at a really high level when that's not always their job. So a part of me was like, it's not all her fault. She just probably (laughs) saw the money and the brand and thought Pepsi's a big brand. They've never done wrong. They just hand people cans and they just stand there and smile like this will be the (laughs) easiest gig for me. Next minute. Next minute. Poor gal. (laughs) I can barely remember it, so I appreciate the recap because I was like, uh, I can vaguely remember it. So It was around the time where um, riots and everything like that were going on in the States. I mean, that's still been happening this year, but at Mm. the time it was kindly when it was all starting and it seemed to take advantage of that and Mm -hmm. it just wasn't the most sensitive of um, visuals to use for an advertising Mm. campaign about a soft drink. Okay. It is always a tough line to kind of walk on when you're a uh, brand that you do offer something that is quite simple in nature, a soft drink, and Mm -hmm. then you add in very political components Mm -hmm. and, you know, things that can make people upset. Mm -hmm. It's always tricky. Yeah, I just think with soft drinks, just stick just stick to what you know, guys. Like staying cool in summer, ah, snowboarding, <laughs> quench your thirst vibe that they all go for. Really, yeah, just stick to what you know. Don't don't stick go too to, far out of it. Stick to what you know. All right, let's let's keep going down this list. Um, okay, so um, let's see. Can you see? Oh, Dove. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that one? Let's see Dove. If this, Dove usually nails these things. They're usually pretty good at inclusivity and promoting positive body images, but it can <laughs> it can go wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think it's coming up properly for me, but um, yeah, the empowering campaign. Um, let's see here. Simply put, the packaging sent the wrong message. The release became mm. a punchline and a source of genuine concern on social platforms like Twitter and Facebook. They only released seven different shapes to choose from, forcing women to choose the bottle that matched their shape. Yeah, that's not going to go well. So instead of reinforcing a strong body image, it ended up increasing self-consciousness. Like... trying to force people to choose something uh, to represent themselves is already not the right message yeah if you're wanting to mute in the media how we view women by their shapes why put out a line that just amplifies 
these are the shapes that we see you in. Go mm. to your corner. You cannot yeah. play anywhere else. It's, it's one of these things where you can kind of see how there would have been a boardroom of marketers and yeah. they would have got together and thought, you know what, this is going to be a great idea. People are going to see something and go, oh, that's me, and they'll pick it out and they'll feel like, you know, I'm represented in seven different shapes. But seven it, different it's... Seven different ways. Yeah. Like, Who knew there were so many shapes? And it's not enough, apparently. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a sensitive issue. Like, you can... Unfortunately, because I've been in meetings where, you know, with marketing meetings where you can get so tunnel visioned about an idea and it might have started in a completely different place altogether, but through input and input and input and input, it changes and it becomes so diluted from that original idea and everyone is so uh, tunnel visioned on an idea Mm -hmm. that if there is like a gigantic... Uh, situation like that it can sometimes almost be this is not in their defense at all but it can sometimes be very difficult to see it um yeah so i feel like uh i i don't understand how they didn't do proper testing maybe to come across that like a campaign like that for women how they didn't maybe test that ad campaign Mm -hmm. before going live to a cold group of women who had never seen it before and to ask them their feedback they may have skipped that step and then it bit them on the butt (laughs) And usually the best way to avoid that, obviously, if you have the budget to do testing, that's amazing. But if you don't have budget, just always step back and go, what is it we're trying to do? Like, at the end of the day, what what are we trying to create? Because like mm-hmm. you said, Jen, you can go down this path going, oh, my God, it's going to create community. It's going to be great on social media. It's going to get all this. And you lose what you're <coughs> actually trying to do. And if you step back and just went, we just want to make a body wash that all women feel like they can use and it's designed for all women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, does making so many different shapes answer that need? No. Mm. I think um, makeup brands have this as well, right? Like um, mm. a lot of makeup brands, especially with foundations and stuff like that, I mean, I, they could probably learn from them and how they manage to encompass, encompass that yeah. every woman, every look um, yeah. sort of marketing style. Um, I just think anything to do with body, body type, body style, um, skin color, um, hair color, like legitimately yeah. anything in that way, uh, you just need to be really delicate about it, really, really sensitive to it. Very sensitive. And make sure a few women are in those discussions. Yeah, like I mean, a lot obviously, of the time that doesn't happen. N- no, and I, I think, but if you're such a big brand like that, there's no reason they couldn't have done proper uh, isolated testing that's yeah. that's what i'd be curious about because even if there were women that i mean you just don't know what their own um you know um what was it the tunnel vision is that they're having mm. on this project like how close they were that they've just completely missed the point so yeah. i think uh testing people's testing groups <laughs> testing testing even just asking your friends yeah <laughs> your family. Just, oh. so all right let's let's jump back into it share um okay cool so we've got a few here so ford print misfire do you choose one here you go ford print misfire sony racist print ad or burger king smartphone campaign which one would you like to 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 talk about oh only based on the title i mean the sony one but i do love burger king what has burger king done burger king (laughs) all right 
In what was initially a great marketing idea, Burger King created a campaign to run on smart devices that activated the device to read a list of burger ingredients posted on Wikipedia. Uh, this was a great idea before hackers altered the Wikipedia posts to include ingredients <laughs> like cyanide. As a result of the hack, the campaign was pulled and potentially innovative marketing channel was temporarily sidelined. It's particularly unfortunate because this concept of the campaign was pretty smart. Look, it is is a fun idea, especially because as businesses should be thinking about voice technology and things like that when it comes to marketing. But I feel like, well, I'd like to think everyone knows this because I feel like if you asked any person in year six, they would know this. You can edit Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) It's crowdsourced. (laughs) I mean, we were all told growing up, Wikipedia is not a resource you can use in your assignment. It could not use it for uni assignments. You can't trust Wikipedia, guys. So that should have been the first thing brought up in that meeting. Mm. Why why don't we use our own control (laughs) platform? Yeah, I wonder why they didn't just use yeah something on their own website like all, all their burgers would have the list of ingredients i wonder why they chose yeah. to use was it were they trying to be cool it didn't really say it just said that they decided to use <laughs> but see again it's just it's an idea that was brought up at a meeting and everyone thought yeah. you know what this is going to be so cool and they were so wrong uh <laughs> technology always sounds cool because you know you can picture the person in the meeting going throwing all these really fancy words we've got to do voice marketing and it's going to go to wikipedia and it's going to yeah. read it out and yeah. like the probably the you know people that make decisions aren't really in touch with these things going "Ooh, that sounds really good <laughs> <laughs> things are going to talk to us <laughs> Uh, I think voice marketing is still being worked out, to be honest. So, there will be many, many fails, I think, that that are to come with voice marketing. If you're looking for a career in marketing, voice marketing is going to be in huge demand very soon. So, if you can work out how to nail that, Mm -hmm. do that. I think there's going to be a combination of having copywriting skills, um, potentially understanding performance skills, uh, and... I think just like, yeah, creative content skills, really. So anyone in the content space, I Mm. think would benefit. So, all right, let's let's jump into this again. Let's do a couple more. Um, I love these. I love telling big brands they're dummies and we know better. Let's look at Airbnb floating world email. I was shocked to see Airbnb Airbnb on here because I just thought they're pretty on it well let's see so another marketing fail was caused by bad timing airbnb launched their floating world marketing campaign which included an image of water themed house sitting on the surface of water the copy included stay above water and live the life aquatic with these floating homes harmless right Mm -hmm. well this campaign launched on august 28 2017 when hurricane harvey was engulfing houston Mm. yeah This is the unfortunate thing with some campaigns. You can spend forever on them and you pick your time and Mother Nature has another idea of what can screw it up. It's it's tricky and you got to know when how to how to shut it down straight away. When to pull that. That's um 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's we can't fully blame Airbnb on that one. That does no. seem like a timing thing. The only time you could you know blame a company like that is if they knew that the hurricane had happened mm-hmm. and they thought, oh, stuff, let's go with it anyway. But from what I'm reading, it just says it launched when yeah. the hurricane was engulfing Houston. So it just seems like a mismatch of time. It's You see it a bit also on social media. So I see it uh, with influencers, especially like ones in the state. Um in the United States, sometimes they'll, because obviously what most people don't realize is a lot of these campaigns are scheduled. So if you engage, say if we go back to a Kendall Jenner or a Kim Kardashian, you schedule and you're booked in to go at a certain date, like that's been signed on the contract. And I remember there was, because LA always has earthquakes and there was like an earthquake happening or a fire and there was quite a few influencers going out launching with the same campaign that day and it was just like a bad taste to do it that day but again Mm. it's not the campaign's fault it's just you've got to have a risk reactor person there to go we've got to pause pause this campaign like whatever we wanted to go today but it can't happen because we look insensitive posting it today yeah and sometimes those um the the person who's responsible for pulling it is usually at a high level like it would be smart Mm. if you had like a risk management person but in reality i mean i don't know if that's always the case for most companies so you really need that higher up person to make that full decision if you've invested so much money and had so much at stake and you know you've got all your salespeople standing by and everything else is ready for this campaign to launch so pulling something is a very big deal you have to be a hundred percent sure it's the right thing to do it's not an easy decision to make um well sorry it in in a case like what happened with airbnb yes it is an easy decision Mm. to make but i'm sure there would be a moment of hesitation of like is it is it that bad if we run it? Yeah, because oh, no, it it's going to cost you more. Yeah, yeah, like people might think, oh, we'll just do it later. It doesn't always work that way. If you don't launch mm-hmm. that day you've like dedicated, mm-hmm. there's so much cost in holding. Yeah, there is. Yeah, which probably happened to a lot of people, you know, in 2020, earlier this year, with all the events yeah. that happened around the world. Um, I'm sure that changed, uh, well, d- definitely did change some things that would probably have been launching or starting mm. or changing or, or whatever. So, yeah, it, it would, you got to go with the flow, unfortunately. You could, it's a perfect example. You can put in so much effort and yeah. work into the perfect, most, the smartest marketing campaign mm. ever. And only to have it taken away from you because of something of a natural event that would would yeah. put it in in poor taste. But you have to be willing to like pull the pin and just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have some ones here that are also social media marketing fails. If you're ready for this, Chelsea, love them. So share them the screen again. I thought you might like this one here. Uh, Department of Education Twitter typos uh, from your copywriting <laughs> background. So typos aren't usually a big deal unless you're the Department of Education. They tweeted a W.E.B. Um, du Bois quote um, that included his name misspelled. Then they responded with an apology that happened to include the word apology misspelled. Not great. Um, entree for controversial education secretary. I don't know who this person is. In terms of marketing fails, um, that one got her department torch. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ouch. I, I feel that. I think that's something that we can probably both speak to, Chelsea's, um, I mean, luckily oh. it's never been at such a high level that way that, you know. And we're not supposed to be from the department teaching people how to spell. That's bad. <laughs> that, that's bad, effort. Um, But, like, yeah, we've both been in probably the 
forefront of a um, like spelling error in marketing. Oh campaigns. yes, <laughs> constantly. You we gave me a tip for that. Twitter misspellings. Like we see it a lot with Donald Trump. Like that's I think every media outlet's favorite thing to do to see when he misspells something. <laughs> we love it. We love proving someone wrong. We don't um, love being on the other end of it, though. No, 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 no. No, yeah. I was going to say that there was a, a time when I made a, an error on a social media post in the copy, and you told me um, you got to add Grammarly to your um, browser for checking. Game that was the best tip. That was the best tip. Grammarly is the best, but I have also read something, and I thought it was hilarious. It was it was telling you how to get more engagement on social media, mm. and as a joke, it said, "If you want to get instant engagement on your social media posts, misspell something. <laughs> People will be so quick to tell you it's wrong. They will comment. They will message. It'll it goes nonstop. So if you're lacking in engagement, just put a little misspelling in. Oh my gosh, that has your engagement to me. will skyrocket. Yeah, that has happened to me so many times, like on my own personal brand, like not lately, but especially when I used to run um, YouTube, you know, back in like 2012, 2013. And if I put, I used to have text in the videos and um, yeah. I would edit in Adobe Premiere. Adobe Premiere doesn't have spell checker. And no. if like I was under the pump maybe, and I was just trying to get something yeah. out and I thought that word looked like it was spelled, like just an error, um, I put it up and there would always be someone who'd be like, you spelled this wrong. I'm like, what about the rest there of the video? There will <laughs> always be someone to tell you. I'm pretty like whatever when I see misspellings because I've been on that end before. I get it. Like I'm like, oh, they're not stupid. It's but just they can't do anything it once happens. it's done. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. It's done. There's just literally no point in doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that person feels like they're trying to educate. Um, mm. By the way, really has two L's, not one. Um, I don't know. Like, that's that's all I what the department of. could have done in that instance. They could have replied like, yes, you all got it right. We, <laughs> it was a test. <laughs> you all pass. You can all graduate. Congratulations. And they just do like a, like a gif of like a graduation ceremony yeah. and <laughs> list out all it's the names. A, with those things, always best to respond with humor because yeah. if you try and – keep correcting yourself because you're so aware of the mistake you'll just keep making that mistake over and over like so you true. keep tripping when you're nervous about it so just respond with humor most it's... people just go lol good lol. one guys <laughs> all right let's jump into maybe we'll do one more from this article let me share screen again all right i'll, I'll let you choose from these three nivea Purity post, Snapchat, would you rather add Starbucks blonde espresso advertising? Which one? Well, do let's you go choose? let's go Snapchat. What has Snapchat. this what has a social media platform got wrong? Alrighty. So the social app has experienced a dramatic and constant decline in use after a layout update that upset pretty much all of its users. And as if the disastrous change wasn't enough, Snapchat's in introduction to ads led to a PR nightmare after insulting one of the world's most popular celebrities. An ad oh, for no. a game called Would You Rather presented the user with a question, would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown? <gasps> I think I remember. I, I can't look. Oh, that's <laughs> bad. Even though it was some time ago, people haven't forgotten Rihanna and Chris Brown's domestic violence case, of course. No. And naturally, neither has the pop star business mogul. Um, she responded to Snapchat's public apology for the ad on Instagram. 
um, which is their competitor, uh, sharing her disappointment in the company and how a marketing stunt like that has let down not only her, but other domestic violence victims, both past and present as well. Oh, oh my mm. days. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> I did not think that was going there. I'm, I'm car crash, absolute oh. car crash. I don't even know how that even gets through a meeting. Like you said, you can get mm. tunnel vision and think you're doing, but I don't get how at any point no one goes, should we? Um, encourage a question that is around a woman getting beat up. <laughs> Even the Should guy, like, that? look, the, the Chris Brown is, is obviously has a lot of issues and he's done really, really bad stuff, but even if it was just a random guy in a stock image, like even promoting violence against a guy or violence against, violence against yeah. humans just shouldn't be in any kind of a marketing ad campaign. It, no, it should. <laughs> that is just car crash TV, that, or car crash Snapchat. That's, that is yeah that's really i don't even know how they got to that point of violence is i good. yeah i don't understand that one i can't even talk to how you yeah how you end up there how those conversations mm-hmm. happen that's just a case of people being in the room who are really out of touch mm-hmm. and like they've picked two people and they're thinking like oh this is pop culture at the time that that like they said it wasn't news at the time this had happened long ago so why reference something that's not even happening Mm. right now and Mm. also yuck 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 Mm, yuck mm, yuck guys mm. we are not going to promote violence yucky i think the yucky covers it yeah it's like (laughs) as soon as i was reading it i could i could see you on the screen and myself and you're just like oh (laughs) anyone i think anybody on like Anyone of a certain age, like you hear Chris Brown and that's, or Rihanna, and that's still what you go back to, like when they were together and what happened. Like it's. And then to no. publicly put it in there as a, a marketing stunt is just in incredibly bad taste. I'd say that's the, oh. what you would label it is just incredibly bad taste and should know better. Um, but that has hugely damaging effects for that brand too. Um, it just like because what is their quality of control there you know like it's almost like they put in a very maybe junior person who maybe wasn't aware of their actions um, and they gave them full throttle rights to just yeah do it Uh, they didn't even check it like I don't know that's what I'm saying what was the quality control process to get that to market a lot of these things that we're seeing as marketing fails I feel like if these companies just had a quality control she kind of mm. mentioned before like a risk management like someone there for that quality control i mean maybe that's what lawyers are good for <laughs> yeah and also many of these places especially snapchat they do encourage a disruptive approach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when people think of disruption we can kind of sometimes think it's got to be aggressive it's got to be offensive it's got to be mm-hmm. polarizing that's not necessarily what disruptive marketing is it's essentially putting forward a new concept way of thinking a new way to do things that's why we call things like uber and airbnb disruptors because they brought out a whole new way of thinking how to do something so simple but now sometimes it could get really murky and mixed up with being oh it's got to be aggressive marketing it's got to be it's got to push the envelope it's got to be this no you can still do just disruptive marketing and be kind mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like considerate of really sensitive topics 
It's so true. But no. Uh, no, but, but no. <laughs> and that's um, why no one uses Snapchat anymore. I hear that apparently they do, but anyway, I don't use Snapchat myself, but I hear that, I hear that some of the cool kids do. I think everything's moved to either Instagram or TikTok these days. So, mm. poor Snapchat. But if that was 2017, they've done all right to still be surviving now. But that's a decent yeah. amount of time. So, um, so okay, so we've looked at some other, like, massive blow-ups that thankfully were not our own. Um, I feel we, better now. Do you feel better about what, <laughs> Well, we kind of touched on marketing fails, which was mm. copy. Do you have any, yeah. like, marketing uh, fails yourself to make oh other people feel better, Chels? So many. So many. When you are a copywriter, you are, like, just go in knowing you're going to screw up. Like, mm. it's going to happen. Like, so many times I think I've read something over and over and there's nothing wrong and then I read it back and I've spelt good as goof. And you're like, why? That's literally yeah. the first word in that sentence. Um, but some of my favourite ones, this one wasn't actually me. One of my boss, to- one of my former bosses told me that when she was in her early career, um, it was back when everything was kind of print materials and it was a big deal. So she, they were printing signs and flyers and everything for this sale that was happening. And it was around, they were having a special on shirts. So her, the sign was super simple. It just had to say shirts for sale except she wrote it and sent it all to print and she left out the R. So I don't think we can swear on YouTube, but basically (laughs) S-H-I-T-S for sale. (laughs) Would you say selling it? (laughs) They were out, they were sold out. They were sold out. I mean, I've done that a lot. It's, um, It's always, you always screw up on the thing that has the biggest visual platform so my biggest copy copywriting scrubs have happened when it's a sign that's got to go on the side of a huge truck or it's a huge like it's always been there i used to do it frequently we i used to work for a company and we'd always have to re-skin the trucks and i'd always add an extra number to the phone number like oh, Chelsea, no wh- why why where Chelsea? was your quality why? control where was oh, your quality control i was just Oh, butterfingers. So there was, but there was I, no process to, to double check your copy? Nah. Wait, well, that's <laughs> the thing, Jen. Sometimes with these things, you don't see the glaringly obvious. Mm. Like, this is why I tend to tell people, if you are doing something, like, give it to a friend or your mum or your dad, because when you're involved in something, you miss the glaringly obvious mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're so involved, you're so connected, it's hard to, like, step back and see it all. Yeah. So yeah, I've done that. Um, my my main ones are just misspelling. This is why I love Grammarly. I feel like it saved my life. Even though I am a copywriter, like my big, biggest secret is I'm a terrible speller. Like me I'm too. <laughs> not good at it. Not good. No, I think. I suck. And I've spoken to some other people. Like I have a few friends that are journalists, and they're mm. also like, yeah, terrible speller. I think when you're a creative type. Your brain is moving so fast with like what you want to say and what you want to get out and what you want to yep. present. It doesn't always filter through in how you write it out. So that's what I tell myself that you're just such a creative Chelsea. You can't spell. <laughs> I'll take so that. Grammarly, <laughs> yeah, I Grammarly think that's what happens has with me. saved me. 
Yeah, Grammarly, when you introduced me to that, I was like, oh, this makes... Because it's free. Mm. We're not sponsored, but we will take their sponsorship if they would like to. <laughs> but no, it's just legitimately like a tool that we both use. So you can actually download it, I think, for your desktop. Yeah. But you can also... Yeah. What I do is have it just in the... Um, as a Chrome extension. Um, yeah. And then it you can, you know, give it permissions, but you can it can look over everything that you want. Sometimes it becomes annoying. Like if you're doing say you're editing a website mm-hmm. and you're just trying to make a few adjustments and it will try yeah. and figure out you're like not now Grammarly um you can actually Later. turn it off yeah yeah <laughs> you can turn it off or like I think you can set it off for a timer for like an hour or something mm. come back on so that's handy um but yeah overall like yeah you need it for your work and stuff like that to be honest another trick that I've done before before I knew about Grammarly um the, the thing about Grammarly that's good is that it reminds me to check it it does it for me yes what I used to do manually was like take my like if I had a small paragraph that was going to go on a social media ad I would take that copy and paste it into Google and I knew Google would tell me if (laughs) or into or into a word doc yeah or into a word doc depended um on what mood I was in because sometimes it was just quicker to do it into Google because it was already open whereas if I have a word I have to wait for it to load you've got to wait you've got to click new document come on I'm so impatient (laughs) so uh yeah I would often just uh, do that as a really quick thing, mm. but Grammarly is better because that that involves you remembering to check it. Um, yes. And if you're running at a million miles an hour, you might not. If you're under pressure a lot with work doing social copy, you might not remember. So, but I think yeah, relatable to you. A lot of my mistakes have often been copy. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, have not made any major mistakes when it comes to running ads. But you can see how easily it would be to like have a $50 a day budget and let your fingers slip oh. and put in $500 a day or $5,000 a day and spend much oh, more money. So um, easy. Stuff like that could easily happen, like innocent mistakes. Um, links, link tracking. Uh, that's another, like if you don't set up um, UTMs, which UTMs, if you don't know, they allow you to track um, mm. how people are, sorry, not how they're clicking, but when they click, how, where they're coming from, like what those sources are. You can usually yep. see that in Google Analytics. Um, so, you know, when you're doing all these different campaigns, like a post on social and an email and an article, you know what they click to go buy your product. Um, so, you know yep, what's you working. you know what's working. But when you don't include them, uh, then you just would include the website on its own. And so that's great. People came over, but you don't know what channel brought them over. So it can be really frustrating when you're trying to measure stuff. And if you're working with somebody who does the data and analytics in your company, they get really mad. (laughs) They'll hate you. They'll hate you. It's so important. (laughs) They'll hate you. Because you to go to all this hard work and then at the end of the day you can't say why it worked mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's really like uh-huh. yeah so you can't measure it which is just yeah especially if you are you know have a bet with someone that you know social yeah. media is going to do better than email or something like that. Yes. you can't win <laughs> i think like overall i think chels i don't think we've done too bad in our careers marketing fail wise but you know what? we've done okay yeah, There's we've done okay, or, or we hide it really, really well. Well, for example, we have... I just, I found out I recently have had the wrong image attached to a name on a client's <laughs> website, like for their bio. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I oh, did a, I did a bad thing. I wasn't getting like there was heaps of these people I had to include, and of course, people don't always get back to you. I didn't have a headshot, so I just looked on LinkedIn and I thought it was that person. Same name, but not the same person. <laughs> so my bad. 
<laughs> but again, I just didn't tell anyone. Well, if you don't until tell anyone, that doesn't happen. What's, until now. What's that? Um, yeah, but this doesn't count. No one here is going to say anything. Um, what's that uh, thing? Like if a tree falls in a forest, but no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Same yeah. thing. That's right? how I approach every day when I realize my mistakes. And I just... <laughs> didn't happen no one's or sorry, as count. something that jed and i say and it's you can use it for mistakes or if like something you did didn't work you can just go I'm, we're testing we're just testing. Oh. we're testing <laughs> i was like what is it we normally say and then i'm like oh we're we do testing. say that a lot <laughs> that is the best uh way to get out of all the things you can't i mean yeah. look the campaigns that we just did that went full to market you can't say that you were just testing those ones um because no. they were already but when it's like a social media post or something like that yeah oh, just testing the response there um or now you could say chelsea's hack which is um yeah i put that spelling error in there on purpose mm. To see if it engagement. would get us more engagement. It was a test. You guys had really low engagement, so I just wanted to beef it up. It's just test. It's testing. Everything is always testing. Yep. <laughs> you if you need to get out of something, ask me. Because some people have referred to me as Teflon. I disagree, <laughs> of course. And if but you I... If you like, want, I don't accept responsibility for things. <laughs> if you want uh, Chelsea's <laughs> advice, always feel free to DM her, or if you want to DM me, our Instagram up there. And uh, you know, we don't really have live, so we'll we'll get back to you. I'm sure we will. We'll, we'll first scream. Oh my god, someone's sent us a message. And then we'll probably forget to reply because we're so excited. We got so excited that we forgot. No, we wouldn't do that. So um, before we wrap up, I've got a question here, which is like a double, it's like a double whammy question. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd, we'd answer this uh, in one question. So sure. the question is, I want to start freelancing with digital marketing. Awesome. Uh, but I don't have any idea how I should go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second part is I want to choose a couple of profitable niches in digital marketing. So I, I imagine yep. that's um, profitable niches to reach out to as clients for digital marketing. Yeah. It's a big question. Yeah. Okay. Um, well done person <laughs> asking question. Okay. How do you start in digital marketing? Jen and I actually spoke about going into this a bit in an actual show, like talking about how we first got our first client, everything like that. And one thing you'll probably hear consistently from others when you ask them is referrals. Like it all starts with someone you know, referring you to someone else. It all starts with your network. Mm -hmm. Um, Very rarely will people say their first client was someone out of the blue, someone random that came to their website. You usually start by accessing your network and that's the best place to start because you if it's your friend recommending someone like it comes from a trusted source so access your network leverage your network and that could even be your network on linkedin social media whatever and even contact family yeah your family friends of family um people you go to like you might always go to a cafe all the time and you notice they don't have a website or Mm -hmm. you might your dentist doesn't have social media or whatever like that like Consider every avenue you have to discuss this with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even former employees, like a lot of my freelance work first started with former bosses, like I reached out to them. So just consider those ways. Um, part B of your question, what's profitable? 
Um, social media ads management is quite profitable. Oh, I think it might have been about, I don't know if it was that or if it was more about um, what niches to choose, like um, profitable uh, niches. So more about uh, industries. So if you were doing mm. social media for restaurants or if you were doing social media for gyms or uh, e-commerce businesses like, you know, Gold Coast Glow, for example, or I think that might have been more what it is because as I, I, I'm a lot in um, on like Facebook social media groups yeah. and ad groups and stuff like that. One of the biggest questions that comes up a lot is like, what niche is everybody in? What niche is everybody doing? Um, yeah. what, what niche should I, what niche should I look at that's going to make the most amount of money? Um, I think right now, coming out to the end of 2020, uh, that the economy, uh, in probably every country now has taken quite a hit in different areas but in other areas it's thriving yeah um so i think that you know if you look at online businesses like awesome they're Doing going really well, well. Yeah. but then if you if you're going to look into e-com you know just keep in mind that these people are like self just like you have an mm. income business but you're quite tech savvy so if somebody comes along to you uh and wants to run your social media ads well you have a lot of experience doing that so they would have to really step yeah. up and prove themselves right so there's a lot there um and so that's why often the recommendation is start with things like restaurants gyms um your brick and mortar niches but again in 2020 um depending on where you are and what country you are as mm. to whether those businesses are, you know, functioning, full functioning, yep. uh, or if they have had to go online or completely close. Um, there's a lot of variables there from the standard advice. So yep. um, I think the, the best thing you could do is look into uh, companies right now that are, you know, as best as you can tell safe from yeah. what's happening in 2020 like they haven't been affected like gyms have definitely been affected restaurants have definitely been affected so yes. um just gotta be smart in that way and look at like it might it's obviously going to be different in every country but in australia that um businesses were eligible for marketing grants mm -hmm. so consider looking at what who those grants tend to go to like what industries like what mm -hmm. Jen said a lot of those grants were going to the industries most impacted so yeah your health and fitness your restaurants your places that we're told you've got to shut your doors for this whole mm -hmm. time so mm -hmm. you could go down that route as well because that could give you mm. access to going I know these people have been given a grant so it's not their own money they have to spend it on marketing I'm going to approach them for services there will probably be similar things in other countries because every country is in the same boat trying to get back to business and get back to what was happening before. So consider going down that path as well. It's mm, great advice, Charles. Well Look, sometimes, Jen, I say a few smart things. I'm going to limit it to one per show because that's oh, all I've got. Keep it right <laughs> to the end so people watch for it. <laughs> well, we're going to leave this episode here. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to check out... Uh, Gold Coast Glow, gcglow.com.au. I think I got that right. Right. You Just did. Uh, for sure. And I'm wearing it now, guys. You I thought that was natural tan. Nah, you all look good. Fully fake. <laughs> Fully fake tan. Uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much. If you have a marketing question at all, uh, make sure to either leave it in the comments down here on YouTube. You could Instagram uh, myself or Chelsea. Our handles are up here. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure to rate us five stars because we really appreciate it. Drop us a thumb, uh, subscribe, uh, 
just send us hugs. I'm trying to think. Do all the else? things, guys. Do all the things. <laughs> we crave attention and compliments. We just want a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.